Welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. So, Josh, why why are the workouts we do so short? That's, this is this one I had a couple people ask. Why, why are like, you know, because today we did a 15 minute uh, workout, right? Mm-hmm. Why are the workouts we do so short in comparison to like if you go to a normal style gym and you're there for two and a half hours? I used to spend two hours in a gym, like yeah. sitting there, and it's like one. It's very specific here. Like you come in with a very specific intent. We do we have proper progressions that build and prep your neurologic and musculoskeletal system for whatever that work is for the day. So it's a lot more specific and dictated towards what the stimulus is that we're trying to get out of it. Like we're not wasting with a lot of fluff. We come in, we've got a task, we've got a job, we hit it and we accomplishment, accomplish it and we move on. Yeah. Um, I would say like focus, it's a, it's an intensity focus and it's more, general health focused in terms of strength, endurance, mobility, like hitting the umbrella part of it, as opposed to when you go into a regular, like a commercial type gym, um, a lot of people are there, they're following the influencers on Instagram. They're trying to be like bodybuilders, bikini models, stuff like that. So like if you're looking to go in and specifically only grow your rear delt, like here's probably not the place, (laughs) but, um, and you're going to sit there for 10 minutes in between sets on the bench on your phone because you have to rest and (laughs) probably piss somebody off (laughs) and if you're not resting you're waiting for something else that somebody else is using so like that's why it takes so long and it takes away that intensity factor as opposed to like you can come in here get bigger faster stronger in an hour and then get on with your day yeah that was one of the main draws to me i think was um because when I first started getting into working out, I was going to a uh, YMCA because mm-hmm. that's all there was in upstate New York, the worst <laughs> place on earth. Um, and yeah, I'd be there for like two and a half hours. I'm like, what am I doing? And, but that, Just like walking around with your water bottle. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, then I then I had oh, someone, somebody, okay. yeah, well, right. Not speaking to anybody, <laughs> hat down, headphones yeah. in. Um, then somebody got me to do this workout, this crossword workout called Cindy. You guys know that it's like five, 10, 15 pull-ups my nightmare <laughs> pull-ups push-up squats for 20 minutes bodyweight specialist yeah and i remember doing that and being like when i was done being like hold on this is this is your workout like this is what you did for the day yeah because i mean i was dead like <laughs> but but he was done like he was like hey, i'm done i'm gonna i'm gonna go do things for the day now and i was like whoa hold on like i can get my butt kicked this hard get and this guy was in really good shape I was mm-hmm. like i can get this fit in like 20 minutes right yes sign me up <laughs> yes. for that because i don't want to spend three and a half hours at the i don't want to walk around here and yeah. like be uncomfortable for like my little heavy set and then be like, mm. well, I, I know for me, a big part of it was that I would walk around the gym and be like, what do I do? What do I do? Right. Yeah, like a, you so, have to figure it out. So it's much, hard. so much of that time was wasted. Me being like, I guess I'm doing 30 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Why, why was I doing 30 minutes on the treadmill? I don't know. Cause I saw other people doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how you warm up. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's so, I mean, having short workouts, I mean, our, our classes are an hour, right? But there's multiple things that happen inside of that. Mm-hmm. But man, having not being there for two and a half hours is a major, major game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, uh, we, why did we choose like functional fitness style of working out? Right? Like, so, I mean, some people call it CrossFit. We're not technically CrossFit anymore. Why do people choose like functional fitness style over like other forms of working out? Like why did you guys choose that? And then why do we as a gym have that? Val, you probably got the most eclectically diverse, like organized lifting background. You can probably take how you ended up here with that. Yeah. So I thought 
um, getting out of gymnastics that like all I wanted to do was lift heavy things. Um, and then I got into powerlifting and weightlifting and kind of quickly realized that that wasn't the case. And I was sitting around for 15 minutes in between sets, either that or I was finishing my lift in 25 minutes and I was either bored or getting yelled at. Um, <laughs> so I just started doing extra stuff and I started playing around some things that I missed from gymnastics, like handstands and saw people on like Instagram and stuff doing handstand pushups and toes to bar and things like that. And I was like, I can do those things. I was like, I want to do those things. And um, so I got into like practicing those. And then I did one of my last powerlifting meets and I was like, I think I'm done with this. And so after that, whenever we would start going into lifts, I would just start doing like Metcons and things like that and um, getting that like intense workout in like 15 minutes and being like on the floor. And then I get up and be like, all right, that was good. And so I found that more fun and more stimulating to me than hitting a set of five on a back squat and then going and sitting down, drinking some water and then like sitting again because you don't want to get too tired (laughs) (laughs) before you hit your next set Um, and things like that. And I think it also just has a lot of transferability. Um, I've gotten way stronger than I could have ever imagined. I've picked up a lot of skills in terms of like being competitive and stuff like that, which is important to me, but not important to everybody. And, um, whenever I go on trips where I'm doing a lot of hiking, it's really cool. Or I go somewhere and I'm swimming and I'm like, Oh, I'm like better at swimming than I ever used to be. And I can like keep up doing things that I want to do, um, without even like thinking about it. Like one time I did, I signed up for like a Spartan race and somebody asked me, they were like, how are you training for it? And I was like, no, I'm just going to show up and do it. And they're like, well, that was like, they couldn't wrap their head around that. And I was like, I train every day. I was like, I'll show up and do a 5k run with some obstacles. Like that's not a big deal. I mean, we literally just did that. Yeah. Except that was like six miles and I wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was unprepared for that. (laughs) What about you, Josh? What, what, why, why this kind of drink? I'm, I've been, so my foundation and start just similar to yours was the military. Um, and a R- lot of running push-ups and sit-ups. Running, that's it. running push-ups and sit-ups a yeah. lot of times in like Keep heavy fitness. gear with weapons on your back. <laughs> um, but while I was in, one of my leaders was starting to get into CrossFit. This was like 2006. No, not 2006. Um, wow, time flies. 2011 mm. time frame. Um, and he was starting to get into the concepts of CrossFit at the time, and he was starting to implement those style workouts. And we're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of transferability of this into, like, the job that I'm doing. Then when I got out, um, I started going to more of your commercial traditional style gyms, and I got bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was I was sitting around. Um, nobody wanted to talk. It was just a very negative vibe and atmosphere. Which breaks Josh's heart. He loves to talk. Forty <laughs> percent too much. That's true. <laughs> um, and then I started looking at programming. Like uh, Dark Horse is a program that I found that I got into back in the day, and it was like more of this functional fitness style training. Um, and then I found CrossFit Cape Coral back when they opened back in 2014. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 2014. Um, and my life was very inconsistent at that time and I was never a consistent member for many years. And so I would go back and forth between your traditional style gym and the functional fitness. And I just found more fulfillment, happiness, benefit, and long-term outcome with the style of training than I did anything else. 
Yeah, I like it because it. Uh, I mean, like I, you know, I found CrossFit like or, like original like hashtag CrossFit many many years ago, right? And did that for many years. But I think we also realized like I'm not. I don't. I personally don't think CrossFit itself is bad. But there was some things about it that I don't think really fit the general populace, right? And like I'm now the general populace. I'm. I'm we so old. We <laughs> ouch. <laughs> ouch. Oh, I hate Val. Um, we, you know, like we might play on a team, right? But like, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be on that team. Like, that's not true. I'm a, I'm a normal, I'm a normal human who's just kind of good at working out, and like, I don't want to do the things that like general CrossFit says to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want 90 minute AMRAPs where I feel like I'm dying every day, right? And that's cool if you do. There's no no shade being thrown, but like the vast majority of people don't want that. Mm-hmm. Even if they say they want that, they don't realize they don't want that. You know. Yeah. Um, they want to get fit and like have fun and feel good, you yeah. know? So like functional fitness, instead of like your, your stereotypical CrossFit, I think achieves a better version of that. You feel know? good is a huge one too, because yeah. like a lot of people want to do those long workouts because they think that's what's going to make them fit, but mm-hmm. they don't have the lifestyle that allows them to recover from 90 minute workouts. Mm-hmm. So then they feel like garbage and they're like, this isn't working. And you're like, what you're doing isn't working. Fitness, fitness is broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, a great, a great example. We have a buddy named John, right? And he goes to a different gym. Mm-hmm. He does multiple workouts a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he does exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to be like a professional athlete. He's, he's made his life match around that. Our friend Hannah, who's on the mm-hmm. Sharks with us, like she's doing multiple sessions a day, right? But like she, her life is revolving around that. And, and I don't mean that negatively. That's what they're, that's, yeah. their, that's their focus. They're checking the boxes when they yeah. eat, they're tracking their sleep. They're yeah, like exactly. doing all the things. If they're, if, if they were doing the things we're doing, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at me and Josh over here, not you, you don't count, but you know, they're just like living, if they're living life outside of the gym or, you know, they're taking care of their kid or they're doing a 10 hour work day where they're sitting at a desk or they have the normal stresses that come from life. And that's not a priority focus. 90 minute airwraps don't make you better. They make you much, much worse. They make you so much worse. Yeah, they, they demolish you. Like <laughs> that, your endocrine system, hurts. your mental, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything hurts so bad when you do that consistently. <laughs> um, what, are, what are like, so Olympic, sorry, Olympic lifts, right? We do Olympic lifts. We do like cleans, jerks, snatches, right? We don't do them every day. Yeah. We definitely do them more than like a person who goes to a normal style gym, right? Why, mm-hmm. why do we focus on this? You want, I'll take it. Okay, go for it. Uh, those are, I feel that those are beneficially interjected into our style of workout because you get to take all of the building blocks and then put them into something that is an accumulation of all the foundational components. Like we talk about functional fitness and most of the activities have direct correlations into how we go into life. Like you reach up into a cabinet, we got to be able to reach up and push something up into a cabinet or something like that. Maybe a snatch doesn't have that functional component, but it has all of the foundational key components added into one final outcome. So it's kind of like a ultimate test of the pieces put together. Yeah, I agree with that. They're um, super compound movements that let us hit a bunch of different um, body parts, muscle groups, whatever you want to call them at once. And they transfer over. If you're moving and you have to get a box from the ground up into a moving truck, you're picking that box up from the ground and like cleaning it up to your shoulders mm-hmm. and like putting it in the truck or you're picking up a couch and you're deadlifting it, rotating it, all these, all these different things. So they allow us to just do life better. Um, and they practice coordination, they practice strength, they practice mobility. They're like all of these different things, depending on 
how we work them. Um, but it's not just we do this because we want to max it out and it just looks cool. Like, to be clear, we don't do them every day, right? But I know that that's what, what people see on the internet sometimes. And mm -hmm. they think like, oh, you must just do snatches every day or something or cleans. Yeah. I think there's like really important benefits, like the difference between type one and type two muscle fibers, right? And how mm -hmm. you're not generally getting like type two development when you're doing cardio all the time mm -hmm. or very, very lightweight. So like explosive movement is really important for that. I also think it's just really important to remember that it's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's fun to practice Olympic lifting. And it just feels so good when you hit something just right. Yeah. It's fun to practice it because it's hard. And yeah. like, even when yeah. you've been doing it forever, it's still hard mm -hmm. and you're still like fine tweaking things and figuring things out. Um, and I like the point you said that like it's explosive because especially as people get older, they stop being explosive and they stop jumping and they stop using those muscles, which are so, so important to keep using, yeah. especially for women. So it's like, people have a lot of flack with like geriatric or, or older populations kind of doing these things. And we've got individuals in here. So if we take someone like uh, Miss Davis, for instance, mm -hmm. and we put her up next to somebody else who is her age that is not living a functional active lifestyle, people kind of throw flack towards those Olympic lifts because they say, well, there's no real benefit to it. Well, Miss Davis can snatch. She kicks ass. She, yeah. <laughs> she kicks ass, um, like literally. But she can snatch, but maybe that doesn't have any direct function, but because she has the ability to control that movement into that position, she is going to be much healthier than Betty Sue over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's she's explosive, right? She yeah. does explosive things. and She can get off the ground. Yeah, she, right, right, exactly. <laughs> Even if she, and let's say she's not doing squat snatches with a barbell, right? Yeah. She, she has the ability to do explosive things. Mm -hmm. And Val, you coach our Legends class, right? Mm -hmm. You can attest, like, people stop having those things yeah and it's not because they don't have the ability to it's because they stopped it 30 years ago right and it can come back just because yeah. you don't you lost it it can come back you mm -hmm. just got to work on it mm -hmm. um but yeah it's crazy how like unimportant people think it is and they're like yeah I, haven't, I don't jump anymore i'm like do things hurt when you like stand up and down and they're like yeah and i'm like all right <laughs> that maybe, makes that makes sense <laughs> maybe we should be doing some jumping <laughs> <Maybe>. now <laughs> Um, okay, how, uh, how do you guys personally recover for, from um, tough workouts? This episode is brought to you by Punch Gunk. Punch Gunk is a pain relief and anti-inflammatory rub. Uh, you put it on your muscles, your joints, you're gonna feel a whole lot better if you use it. I know that a couple weeks ago, I had, my back was killing me from a deadlift workout. Couldn't bend over without strong discomfort. One of the players convinced me to use some, uh, rubbed it on my back. About 15 minutes later, I was doing muscle-ups and snatches with no pain at all. I absolutely could not believe it, but it's true. They're a supporter of the podcast now. If you want to try it out, go to punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10. Uh, you'll get a discount. This stuff is amazing. It's all over my gym now. The Southwest Florida Sharks and the Florida Grid League use it. Big, big, big supporter of it now. Check it out at punchgunk.com. Use code SHARKS10 for a discount. So I think I'm like not going first on this one. <laughs> Josh is the recovery guy. So yeah, I try very hard to not be a hypocrite. Like a lot of people see me doing a lot of accessory and mobility work around the gym. Um, and that's for me from not just a business, but a movement standpoint, like the stuff that I give out is not fluff. So I try to use, utilize a lot of the principles that I advise and teach and educate on in athletic recovery services 
on myself. So I do a lot of controlled mobility. I do a lot of loading into eccentric and I do use, I love the Norma tech, love getting that blood flow. Yeah. The recovery helping, boots. Yeah. Yep. I love helping with recovery boots. Um, so I utilize those principles to help after a workout. Like as soon as I'm done, I'm going to foam roll. I'm going to do my mobility. I'm going to do my stretching and do whatever it is that I've got to do to hit those areas that I just worked at a very high intensity and drink water yeah, with some salt. Throwing in. <laughs> yeah, Element. I don't think they're a sponsor, but who cares? They're all awesome. <laughs> LMNT. Element. Yeah. Awesome. You'll That's what I called one. it for the longest time. Yeah. I didn't know it was Element, so I was like, uh, LMNT. I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> uh, they're not technically a sponsor, guys, but check out Element. They're, yeah, it's amazing. Go, it's little powders you put some. in your water. Mm -hmm. It's it's electrolytes, but without all the crap that's in like liquid IV. It's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. So, um, how do you recover? I have, I have a couple different points on this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start this. Oh, also, it's saying I don't try to be a hypocrite, but I am not the prime example for <laughs> uh, for recovery. So ideally, I like a lot of um, low impact movement for recovery, kind of going back to one of our first points, like the more I can keep moving, even if it's at a low intensity, the better I'll feel. Um, sleep is a huge one for me. I know like if I sleep better, I just feel better all in general, a hundred percent of the time. Um, that isn't always the case. I typically the person that just like wakes up four or five times a night for no reason, like five minutes, then I'm back to sleep. Um, but it's that like those disruptions in my sleep that mess me up. Um, so I try and be better about that, but my dog doesn't help. <laughs> and, um, but I, being young, I know I'm going to start, I'm going to start getting hurt and I don't want that to happen, but I ignore a lot of stuff that I should be doing like mobility and corrective exercises and things like that. So I'm trying to be better about it. You've been better. But yeah, I definitely noticed you. Good job. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Uh, dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, like this might get me like CrossFit canceled, but I don't believe in like rest days. I, I, can't like, tell you the last time I took one. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like active recovery days. Yeah, like I think that's really important, right? The concept of rest days. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like kind of like when you're dieting, like cheat days, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think that the idea of it being so further in the opposite direction is actually bad for you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like just take all that work that you did and then go sit on the couch and eat a whole pizza. Well, yeah, right. So like Katie would get mad at me at this when she started working here, right? And when, when especially as we were like testing out the nutrition program, so she got to see a little bit more of like my workout routines. Mm -hmm. Like I don't believe in rest days. I don't think that you should take a day where you like don't move for 24 hours. I don't believe that. I'm, maybe if you're recovering from like a serious surgery or something. Right? But like, like physically ill, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> like a hard workout doesn't mean, you know, doing four hard workouts doesn't now mean you don't move for a full 24 hours. I think that's actually way worse for you. I know that I feel much crappier whenever I do. Well, yeah. how, how many times have we come in where we're like, man, we're just trashed from what we did yesterday. And then we get through the warm up and we're like, shit, I feel 10 times better right now. Yeah. And if I'm like, if I get extremely sore from a workout, like if I do something and my legs are so sore that it hurts to like sit and stand out of a chair, the more I just sit in a chair, Worse like it feels. When I, worse it, worse it, feels. it feels. Worse it feels. It takes yeah. so many days. Totally. And I'm like, I could have just gone and like gotten a bike and pedaled and like flushed them out a little bit and like felt better. <laughs> yeah. I think like, you know, even we'll even sometimes tell people to take rest days, right? Like, but that's not what we really mean. Right. We don't mean don't move for 24 hours. You mean come in here and get a little sweaty. Yeah. You know, take your dog for a long walk. Yeah. Don't do the RX weight that day. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I, I encourage people like, I'm like, hey, like, if you've had a really hard training week and you feel like maybe you don't want to be here today. 
do an active recovery day. Like there's a lot of workouts where you can treat that as such, like that's no harm instead of you just staying home and doing absolutely nothing, come in, get some gentle movement and then go on with the rest of your day. Yeah. And it's really, it's really easy to understand why people don't understand that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the idea is like, where I, I want to work out, I want to get a workout in. I must need the hardest effort possible. Right. But I mean, like there are days when operating at 65, 70% is far more beneficial than operating at 90%. Right. I mean, we take like the quality style workouts, right? Like we, you know, we have the five workouts, quality, grind, heavy effort, um, sprint, sprint, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, the quality ones, man, those are like great days for that. Like if I've been getting wrecked, like we did that goblet squat workout today and I think my glutes will never work the same again. <laughs> quality really pays off for that. Yeah. 100%. Um, let's spread that to the world. Don't stop moving. <laughs> I mean, seriously, don't stop when we were doing, I don't think I can, medically say this when we were doing knee, like knee rehab and hip rehab we get them up the next day i like move you so need I'm, to move so i've worked various different avenues of rehab and you stop moving you start dying mm -hmm. that's, that's, i mean that goes, true. That, that goes back to that stagnancy point that i said early on if you're not moving the body's not like you needed to flush your legs out. Like mm -hmm. you're not going to flush you're not going to get things going for sure and i think we got time for one more yeah. um how do you guys balance wanting to do like extra work because this is something we hear a lot, especially people who started like the CrossFit mentality, right? Like mm -hmm. how do we balance wanting to do extra work instead of like overloading and overtraining? Like how do we balance those two things? Mm. Nick, why don't you start with this one? I think that you got a good perspective on that. Um, I think the most important thing is that people want to do extra, right? Without evaluating whether they're doing enough to begin with, mm -hmm. you know? So like what I mean by enough is like, you're doing your 60 or so minutes a day of training. Like that's fantastic. Right. So people will be like, okay, I need, I want more. Therefore I need more. Right. But it's not about the 60 minutes of training, right? It's 168 hours in a week. If we work out four times a week or five times a week, you know, how many hours outside of the, outside of that, like, what are you doing? You know, I think it's important to first look at like, are you sleeping more than four hours a night, five hours a night? Right. Like what does your nutrition look like? You know, what does like, your mental health look like, right? What are you doing to recover when you're not training so that your training is more effective? Mm -hmm. Are you approaching every one of your workouts with the appropriate intensity? Like I felt I was a victim of that for a long time. I would do my workouts, but I would scale them in such a way or maybe over the opposite of scale them, like modify them to make them harder, but then I would miss out on the intensity of the workout. And then I would not feel like I was getting better. So I'd be like, I need to do more so I can get better. I was also sleeping four hours a night, you know, <laughs> and like, eating like crap all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So first I would say like the way you balance it is by evaluating those things first, you know, like, are you doing these things other than just more working out that might make you better? Mm -hmm. Um, but then after that, I would say like, you should, you could do more. Tons of people could do more mm -hmm. like fitness wise, if it was appropriate, you know, like what do you guys think of as like a, as appropriate? Like say I want to get stronger, right? Like, should I be doing 10 Metcons a week? No, no. <laughs> no, there's there's <laughs> guidelines and like certain things you have to do and take into consideration and like a whole bunch of different factors to consider when you're looking to put in extra work. And sometimes like you don't have all those answers, but that's where like coaches and professionals and people come in because um, they're the people that have done the work. They've looked into it. They know how to get you like where you need to be. And making those decisions for yourself is super hard. I know because I've done it and I still struggle with it. And Same. I'm like, yeah. I come in and I'm like, I just did such a hard workout and I feel like I should do something else later. And I'm like, but I can't. Like I just push myself so hard. <laughs> and 
Um, so, and like maybe that thing I do later is just like skill work. That's not like, I'm not getting my heart rate to 180. I'm not going 90% on my lift. I'm just like sitting on a box in front of a rope and like practicing my class with my feet and mm -hmm. like getting that down and to like, get better at your rope climbs or like skill right. specific work. Yeah, yeah. And like things that are important to me to get better at. Um, but if I was just like outside looking in, I'd be like, all right, I need to come in and I need 20 rope climbs. That would ruin me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so like, those are important things to take into consideration. It's just like, sometimes you don't know what's best for you. Um, but there's always a way to do it. <laughs> Where are you going on that, Josh? Uh, I'm very big on, especially over the past year and a half, listening to my body. Um, key points, like if you're starting to work on wanting to do more, but then getting into overtraining, like the three top tier things that people don't like to acknowledge, sleep, nutrition, and... Um, like mindset, right? Like mindset, mental. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, one, make sure that those, those boxes are being checked. But two, with me listening to my body, like, hey, like if I come in and I just feel trashed and like, you know that difference between just being sore and kind of not wanting to get into it to the day and where you're like, hey, this is just not like a good feeling. Um, I try to balance what my intensity is going to be based off of that. And then I try to, like as Val was saying, like I don't want to get banned for saying corrective exercise because one exercise isn't going to correct anything, but it's that skill, that accessory work that's going to help, help set that foundation. So I try to find what, for me, depending on what day of the week it is or what week it is, that balance that works for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the most important part, right? What you said, just finding somebody who who can help you with that, right? Like, you know, we're, we're launching a new program. It's called the IDP, the Independent Programming, right? And it's exactly for that. That was a great fist bump that you guys just did there. That was, that was great. We, we've this been was, putting the whole thing together. This is, this is the like, awkward part of the of this, podcast. That jo was Josh and Val just missed a fist bump. So Val didn't even participate. That was... <laughs> Well, we have that. that Been working really hard on this too. I was really proud of that. I thought you were going to be like, "Yeah, this program is going to be so awesome." It, it is. It, it is, is going to be, be awesome, guys. Program. We're putting a ton of work in. So if you're if you're looking to do like extra work and you don't know what that is and you want to get better like skills or your cardio or your strength or whatever, hit up Josh and Val. Um, they'll be launching that independent program soon. Um, oh my God, they missed the fist pump again. <laughs> we did. Stop fist pumping, guys. Me. We got to end this podcast. Let's go. Killing me. I think they're falling asleep. Um, but yeah, uh, hit up that. Guys, this has been super fun. Yeah. I think we got to do this again. Yeah. Because we didn't yes. even get to half the questions we had. So cool. Um, thank you very much, pal, Josh. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. If Thanks, anyone needs man. to find Thanks us, us uh, just check us out on social media or, you know, come join the gym, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Both, both those things. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.